0: Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Saucy Boys podcast. You like how I hit that Michael Jackson at the end?
1: I don't know what I looked at, but now like a bunch of, I I, looked, I clicked on something on Instagram, but now all that keeps referring me on those like the real section is a bunch of Michael Jackson impersonators dancing <laughs> and shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck, man?
0: I want to talk to you about algorithms a little bit later, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Nah, w- uh, welcome back. You know, new week. Um, this week it's a uh, pick your poison.
1: Yeah, kind of a hectic week, is we we know on the personal side over here. So, don't yeah. be mad at us. We're not bringing nothing new to the table. But fuck it, you know, we're <laughs> just
0: regular humans. Yeah, like you know? y'all. So, um, tonight my drink of choice is going to be the screwball.
1: I might partake after my bevy, but I'm going to be drinking the sia. Scottish blended whiskey.
0: So I think I may do a little splash Coca Cola with the with the screwball just to see how it tastes. But I'm gonna do it sh- straight up for the first go around. But up. Um. But yeah. Nah. <clears throat> so we're back. You know. It. It. These week two week breaks. I was like a week break. Man. This shit is
1: kind of got like a COVID <laughs> fog every time I get back on the mic.
0: Yeah. It's like.
1: Just takes like, how do this again? So it, with that being said, Chaku Michael Stokes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know who <laughs> we are. Um also one huge shout out to you guys for um checking out the uh the last two videos that we put up. Um they're actually doing pretty good on YouTube. Y'all be getting us some fucking views. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. If we can keep that more consistent, you know what I'm saying? Like those numbers would be great. Yeah, um, so
0: hopefully we can keep that rolling. Um, and then also with that said, we've had a couple of people chime in on some uh, Saucy Boy's care packages. So um, shout out to Saab. We're going to put that together and we're going to send one to you. Um, and Excellent. then there was another person that asked me for it. And I completely forgot who it is. I'm sorry. Um, man's been busy. But <clears throat> we'll get those put together and we'll either hand deliver them or, you know is what it is. But excellent. Yeah, hopefully we can keep that momentum going and and get y'all locked in on the YouTube and and on the the Spotify and Apple Podcasts and yep. all, all the the platforms where the Saucy Boys podcast is available to listen to. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, you know, how how how's your week been, man? How's your how's this this past week since we I was about to say, I mean, it's only skipped.
1: Tuesday. I'm not too sure um uh you know ups and downs like normal uh girl's family went through some things uh then her family came into town so i got to meet like a lot of her extended family cousins and things like that which was pretty cool um pretty uneventful though honestly if, we, if we're being if we're being fucking real i feel like san Antonio was
0: a city of just like uh you know like we have events and it is eventful but oh. it just i don't know the vibe man it'd be a little bit weird but we had a couple of people in town this past weekend. I know they did um, Zeds Dead at Cowboys oh. Dance Hall, so that that was like a big ass like rave. And then um, Cowboys, and then they had the the, the fight. DJs. They had the fights all weekend. So oh yeah, that's
1: that's what it was. We watched the uh, canella Canelo Alvarez fight. So everybody Saturday. was
0: geared up for that. And then um, football on Sunday. Oh yeah, of course. So. It's crazy to see like the shift in places whenever like football starts, because like motherfuckers just—it's a different crowd that shows up.
1: It's crazy. Like there's literally like off seasons for the bar, and it's up until when football <laughs> season starts, because then it's like I feel like that's like like if you're talking about like tourist place, like like a tour, like a, a high traffic tourist place has like an off season mm-hmm. or whatnot. I feel like that's every bar until football season comes around because then like you you're like your numbers are on steroids yeah for what you're fucking doing because people just want to have a place to, to hang out
0: yeah to hang out and watch the game and if you have food that's a plus yeah and so a lot of spots now it's like they have food trucks, so I mean you don't really have to have uh a, a like a kitchen which is dope but and a lot of people start doing that is because like during covid the only play the only way you could operate is if you had a kitchen yeah or if you had food
1: god that's so crazy to think
0: about that's wild right
1: that, that changed like nightlife altogether yeah, exactly. bars places who never even dealt with like food or having a food truck immediately <laughs> like, either tried to like fuck. adapt and like, get like a kitchen or yeah. like called like a food truck so they can stay in business that's so fucking wild like
0: somebody in the back gotta cook now it's the norm but <laughs> yeah and it's crazy too because like since football started back up and it's like you look how packed stadiums are now oh, fuck yeah. versus how it was at the beginning of this shit and it's like somebody had posted a picture a year ago of like ut um that's one in austin right ut
1: yes Oh don't know nigga. there's a couple uts I'm, I'm
0: not i'm not but the real first
1: the real ut is in austin yeah so and yes that's a shot at the university of tennessee y'all can kiss my ass <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, somebody had posted a picture from the games like last year, like whenever like the season started, and it was like everybody was social distance, and now it's just like a fucking sea of orange. There's no COVID, burnt orange. I'm sorry, burnt orange.
1: There's no COVID scare no more. I mean, President El Presidente even said the pandemic's over, over on these streets, cuh. That's wild.
0: So, I, I don't feel like it's over i feel like this shit gonna right. sneak back and then we got monkey
1: pox, we gotta do it it's over as long as it's not financially fiscal for us
0: you know what i'm saying hey but i mean if y'all want to you know shut shit down and keep sending us some stimmies,
1: <laughs> take another one i'll, take another, I'll
0: take another one i can't you know have y'all put my my college loans on pause for a minute i'm cool with that i
1: sure do appreciate that yeah, boss. Yeah. so um
0: but yeah nah jumping into the show um sneakers bro we have a problem Sneaks. we've been very um very up to date with like the latest shit that's dropping and and like shit that we want to cop and so my dumbass, i just i was on sneakers and the jay Balvin um jordan's dropped right and i was thinking about i was like okay let me get the air max because i like the air max i like the colorway and I was just like but i don't really like how they look on me so i didn't shoot my shot for those and i was like well fuck it i really want to see what this light situation is on this J Balvin shoe like is it a switch or does it just glow in the dark what is it i think
1: it's a glow in the dark
0: so we'll find out tomorrow or Uh a thursday whenever i get them yeah but uh i ended up putting my name in a hat for him and this and i was like the shoes that i Think that I'm not gonna get, or that I really don't care to get, I fucking hit on every time. This guy. Every time I'm just like I was like I ain't finna get these anyways. I wish I had that. It is what it is. (laughs) And then like fucking two minutes later, it's like got him. I was like, oh my god, god damn it. So, but um, a couple of people that have like got them already, like they said in hand, like they're fucking dope.
1: Yeah. I've I I've changed my opinion on him after I've looked at him a few more times and seen some on foot pictures. Personally, I am not a Jordan Two fan at all. Mm-hmm. That's the in I mean in like the core five. That's like my least the least appealing Jordan to me. But I mean, I know like the history behind it. Like it, it looks the way it is is because it's coming off of Jordan breaking his foot his mm-hmm. foot in his second year. And so when the shoe came out, he needed more ankle support and all that shit. So that's, re- like, it really is like um, a, a performance shoe, yeah. typically. And that's the reason why the look is the way it is. But like, I don't know, out of the core five, like the two, the two was always the one that it seemed like people just didn't care that much for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone had the ones, like, everyone gets ones, everyone gets threes, people love fours, fives, or in that core fives. But then like, the two was like the, the redheaded stepchild. But what they've done with it, Color scheme and everything like that—it's fucking fire. Well, even
0: uh, the Monier, whenever they did the twos, Mm -hmm. the colorway looked pretty dope. So I was like, um, I ended up getting the fire reds too, Uh, the fire red threes. So I was
1: about to grab them; they were right here just a second ago. (laughs) uh,
0: No, those are the Cardinals.
1: Oh, those are the cards. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, All right. So I got a question for you. Yes. Since we're like. we've been more adamant about like buying shoes and like being part of the sneaker culture. I have a question
1: mm-hmm.
0: because before it was like, I would rock a lot of vans and just like whatever. Cause I work oh, okay. a lot. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think I know where this is going,
0: but it's just like, I buy these shoes now and they look nice to me and I enjoy like putting fits together, yes. you know, for like the shoes. Right. Yes But at what point Is it just like Man Those are nice shoes Versus Oh it's just another nigga Wearing Jordans
1: Hmm This is interesting And You know I do feel like We're kind of Lumping ourselves in With you, just like Right Look at this nigga in Jordans
0: Because when you wore Vans And shit like, you stood out Like when you wore Converse And shit Like you stood out Cause it's like Not everybody was wearing those And the people yeah. that were Wearing those I wouldn't say they didn't care about, like, sneakers and shit, but it was just, for me, my reasoning behind buying those were it's just I fucked my shoes up a lot because I was always working yeah, and doing shit, but it's, like, now, like, I
1: have the means to, you know. I'm going to be real. I only got two pairs of Jordans. So I only got those those 13s and those threes, the desert elephants. Yeah. And that's that's kind of by design. I don't shoot my shot at a bunch of Jordans, and it's, like, I guess it's, like, subconscious because I just don't want to be like, oh, he a nigga. You know he got joy, you, know yeah. you know niggas wear J's. And see, like, that's, you know why I,
0: that's why I hate kind of like putting my name in a hat for him sometimes. Because I, I feel like people look. And, just, and I mean, I I don't care really what people think. But like I have this thing in my head where it's just like, you would always see that one badass fucking kid. Not necessarily just a, a, a black kid. But you would see badass kids and they would just have like all the J's. And I'm like, damn, do I look like that? <laughs> like do I look like the nigga with the, the fucking the belt below his waist with the shorts on under his jeans?
1: Nah, nah, the, you don't look like that because you're not wearing like a pair of the seven eights or nine
0: <laughs> or, <tens. laughs> or the 10s. <tens>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: or some black Air Force Ones. Oh, <laughs> sidebar. Um, uh, week one of the NFL. Uh, Coach Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. of the Pittsburgh Steelers bought all the Steelers black Air Force Ones, and that was the funniest. fucking thing i've ever seen i've seen this shit on (laughs) i think it's like twitter (laughs) it's
0: like coach Body, everybody black forces
1: i like how he just creeped into the camera like smiling (laughs) like yeah nigga. you know what what time you know what time it is put them forces on son that's funny that's good shit but no that is something that's i guess has been in my mind when i do go purchasing shoes that's why i don't look for like the trends or like chase most of like the the jordan releases typically because yeah. i don't want to be that dude so th- it's like i always say like my grail is just a, a fly pair of green shoes yeah green is my favorite color i really just want a dope pair of them unfortunately it, any fucking pair of green dunks that comes out sells out Im- immediately and resells for like three times the fucking price yeah. which pisses me off oh, um, crazy. yeah because all i want is a, a pair of fucking green shoes to wear that's it and i can't get them um so yeah i ch- tend to steer more towards like just like the nike's like i don't want to get any more dunks because like i feel like we're overdoing it but i do want a pair of sb dunks yeah you know what i'm saying
0: and the ones that are coming up the like the navy
1: the blue. dodgers colors yeah. yeah those look dope they so look I'ma, fucking fire. i'm
0: gonna try to shoot my shot for those but i it just there's always been that thought in the back of my head it's like the people look and just be like oh look this thing got jordan's on
1: yeah I'm pretty like, sure, it like, does it's like across.
0: like stereotypical thing. There's like, like some white guy wearing black, You
1: just gotta buy Jordans. Yeah, I
0: got my hey dudes on. <laughs> Have you seen them
1: joints? Hey dudes, I'd say like the hocus,
0: they're like, oh yeah, the hocus. Yeah, that's some white people. Shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've seeing people, uh, what's the other joints that they be in like wearing to the gym and shit like the running shoes? It's like uh, UA or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and it looks like a busted ass, uh. Like a Reebok ZigTech kind of. I heard they really comfortable. Though. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure they are. I to have to fuck around. I'm pretty sure they Found are. Out. Like if those you, type of shoes, they <laughs> typically are very comfortable. In, <laughs> if
0: you see me in the gym know. and them shits, mind your business, all right? Don't worry about the <laughs> fuck Chuck, I got on my feet. You some hokas?
1: <laughs> How um, come you wearing your Jordans? <laughs> speaking of Vans, I I I do have a uh, announcement to make. I have officially given away all of my Vans. All of them? All of them. What is your reasoning? Um since I started getting newer shoes as much as I love them and liked them mm-hmm. I realized I'm going on like damn near a year without wearing them and damn. I had an opportunity to give them give them up to someone who I knew was going to wear them similar to your situation yeah um my girl's family they're from Mexico and they're I guess there's like a a cousin or a boyfriend in their family who wears a 13. Oh, shit. And these are, you know, what I'm saying like these are like the the shoes. They're not new, but they look new. One because they've been sitting on a shelf for like a year, and two because like I just always take care of my shit. Yeah, and it's like I didn't give them away my slides. Like I kept those my my checkerboard slide, uh, the slip ones or whatnot because they're they're on the end of their their life, and that's kind of <laughs> like a it's kind of like a shoe I throw on to walk my dog, anyways. Yeah. Um, but the I had like a pair of the old schools. Um, the. That's the old school right there, right? Yeah, the skate high. Yeah, skate high. I had a pair of, like, red skate highs that were dope as fuck, gave them away. I had a pair of, like, blue old schools that I gave away, and then I had a pair of green old schools that I gave away.
0: See, that's my thing. So he got but, all of them. That's good. I, I've i always been like that um, for because pe- I see people in situations, and I, I want to help, you yeah. know? And so that was my opportunity to do that. And i had a, a gang of vans. And I had some brand new ones that I haven't even... I was just like, they're... Because I wore them a couple of times and they just like weren't comfortable. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, fuck taking it back. Like I've already worn them a couple of times. So I was like, whoever wants them just... And so there was a kid at my center that he had like... I, I told you the story. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that's what I was alluding to. Yeah, and so he had like these big ass shoes on and... He just he was running the gym and kept slipping off his feet. And I was like, Hey, man, like you know, you tight, like, you know, just trying, yeah. I ain't want to like straight up ask, me, like, why are your shoes so big? And so he taught, he's like, Oh, well, these are the only shoes I have, and like, these are my like shoes for school, shoes for church, like, shoes for this, shoes for that. And I was just like, Damn, um, I was like, well, What size you wear? And he told me, like, a 10, and I was like, Perfect, and so I just picked a bunch of shit that I like I've had in my closet for years that like I've wore like a few times and even some like basketball sneakers and all kinds of shit yeah and just passed them off and his mom she had said oh like are you sure like you don't want us to pay you know you these I was <laughs> like nah it's fine like I'm not gonna even yeah, if I give did give me some money <laughs> <laughs> even if I did resell them like yeah, I'm not making shit off of those I mean they're good shoes but it's not like
1: it's yeah. like, yeah, here's the thing. Like, I have no hate towards Vans. I do still like them. But you did allude to it. Um, they're not the most comfortable shoe when you first get them. They yeah. do take some breaking in. And that's the crazy thing. It's one of the only shoes that's like, it's not that comfortable when you get it. But, like, after you worn them in, they fit like a fucking baseball mitt. Yeah. And they're, like, super comfortable later on and shit. But with that being said, it's – um. I don't know. I, I just hit a point where I was like, um, if I do get a new pair of Vans, it's going to be a custom made. Yeah. Because they always do like the, they got the custom. Because you want some shit. You can shit make a custom online different. or whatnot. Yeah.
0: And that's why I haven't like bought any recently because like I look and I'm just like, damn, they have nothing.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's the same things all yes. the time. So. Like I go to like the outlets and shit like that. And, and I mean, I they,
0: they do the collabs. Like, so like they have the Stranger Things collab and yeah. like some other collab. And to me, like, it's a dope idea, and it looks cool, but I can't see myself being a grown man wearing some shit like that. You know what yeah,
1: I mean? Yeah, that was me. I was at H&M the other day, and it's like, I like Stranger Things, and they have, like, a Stranger Things shirt, but I was like, I'm not going to get that. Like, it's a cool shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, not for me, though. I just, I couldn't wear it
0: personally. I yeah. I would feel stupid, but, um, yeah, man, there's been situations like that with, you know, kids that I've seen at work that, are, you know. Don't really have, like, that too, like, there was this one kid, um, somebody was climbing on his basketball shoes, and it pissed me off, like, I really wanted to, like, talk some shit to that kid, like, yo, like, but I can't do that, because I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I told homie, I was like, hey, what's that shoe you wear? And I had a pair of, uh, I think they were dames. It's a uh, Dame Lillard. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Lillard. Little- no, nah, it was that's uh it no, it was uh Derrick Rose. Oh shit! They were Derrick Rose sneakers. I had two pairs of them, and I probably bought them like one or two times. And I was just like, I st- I stopped playing basketball. Yeah. So I was like, I had no use for them, and so I brought them shits <laughs> like the next day. And I was like, Hey, here you go, man. And he busted them open, man. Threw them shits on immediately. Started mm-hmm. hooping.
1: It's like I said. That's that's what I feel about those Iversons. I got those Answer fours. Yeah. I love that shoe but i don't feel right just wearing it casually (laughs) i feel like i have to be on on the court with them shoes on yeah and so that's why like i I don't wear them that much because i'm like fuck i really just gotta start playing basketball again i guess just even if it's just going to the court and getting some shots up like i can wear them fucking shoes man bring out Uh, your (laughs) sleeves yeah your sleeves headband all in big ass big (laughs) ass fucking iverson you know
0: that's back when the niggas was wearing the big shorts
1: Oh, yeah. Back then. um, Baggy jerseys. Also, there was this kid at the gym who'd take like a, because they didn't, it's it's crazy to think, but 20 years ago, Under Armour wasn't a big thing, and they didn't have like the fucking shooter sleeves. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to emulate that, you'd take like a big tube sock and cut the foot off and wear that shit. And there was a kid who used to do that at the gym. Like he'd, he'd go to the base gym And he'd always be there And like, have like the red or yeah, yellow yeah, rings around it Yeah you <laughs> it. He, he the did that socks. one time. Like yeah he did that one time And he just got like an all white one And just was rocking that shit while playing And it's just like That's funny as fuck man Now that you think about I it Do
0: what you gotta do though Yeah Cause I mean niggas We ain't had ankle socks back then We was folding
1: the motherfuckers in our oh, shoes Oh uh. Oh <laughs> so good times good times
0: <laughs> but yeah shit i wrap it up on sneakers yeah we done boring y'all with our sneaker talks yeah
1: sorry let's, sorry let's move that. on to some other shit baby so this is going to be a topic that's a little bit more in tune to you and if you could um try and hold off the the personal rants when it comes to djing then i think we can get somewhere with this let's go <laughs> so we, you got the same TV as me. You got that Samsung TV and on it, it has like that, that Samsung Smart TV Plus or whatnot with all like the channels on it that you can just watch for free. Yes. And um, every now and then, I you know, I'll put that shit on when I'm like I'm eating and I just don't feel like picking something to watch. And I typically watch uh, the Vice channel um, that they have on there. And I noticed there's a show because on that show, like a lot on that channel, like a lot of the shit they play is like reruns Yeah. from like four or five years ago. And so on that show, there's this one show called Payday where they're basically going around to multiple cities throughout North America and following the lives of, like, uh, people in their 20s and, like, what their hustle is Mm -hmm. and how they get money and all that shit. And I saw one episode that was about Toronto. And uh, the reason why I decided to call this topic Privileged Hustle was because on the topic, one of the people they were following around. So it's like four other people and, like, they're struggling in life. And then the other one was about this guy who was a DJ with the, <laughs> but the catch is he's a DJ on the, he's a, he wants to be a DJ, but he doesn't have to be a DJ because he's the fucking heir to a billionaire company in, in, in fucking, uh, in Toronto.
0: Like a Paris Hilton In Canada. Situation. It,
1: yes. Similar to that. <laughs> and I was like thinking about this. I think his name is, let me see if I got him pulled up still. Cause I was like, what's
0: why are you looking that up why okay. is it so hard to find shows and shit to watch while you're trying to eat
1: i don't know i always be trying to that figure is, out something that's like that's before something.
0: i sit down and i'm like i can't find nothing
1: and i just give and up and
0: then i sit down and i'm like well fuck my food's gonna get cold
1: well my girl never wants to pick so she <laughs> always leaves it up to me and i'm like this is a big fucking burden i can't do this so we're just gonna watch this episode of fuck it's delicious again you know what i'm saying <laughs> simply that's how, that's literally how it goes um, but yeah, his name is DJ Frank Walker. I haven't looked anything up on him, but it looks like, cause that episode was from like 2016 mm. and it looks like he's still putting shit out to this day. But the idea of it was to me was like, I wanted to talk to like someone who's a, who's a DJ who's been through like the struggle and the grind and like get your opinion on it. Because typically his part of the episode was just like, um, I'm a billionaire. I'm a, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a billionaire's child. I'm the heir to a, to a billionaire fortune but i want to make my own path and i want to be a dj and it looks like he takes it seriously yeah but you can't discount the fact that w- his background gives him an avenue gives opens a lot of fucking doors
0: it does but um, i feel like in that same instance it's like if you really treat it um yeah i mean cuz everybody has their own like struggle i see i think too in depth in this shit sometimes Uh, bottom line is, is if you treat it how a DJ that's like coming up treats it yeah, and like hustles and like does all the shit for it, like you ain't having nobody else do it for you and you're making your own money like that way. Mm -hmm. And just like, let's say like put all the billionaire shit like off to the side, like that's not your money. That's your family's money. So you're going to go out and make your own. Yeah. Right. If you're doing it that way, then cool. But I mean,
1: so. Here's here's the thing. Um, Sorry, I got a little bit distracted by this Uh, (laughs) movie with the sound off. This is the end. Um, One of the parts of it was like showing him. He was like preparing for his first big like show, and he's an EDM DJ. Also, throw that in. He's he's preparing for like his big break, where he gets to open in London, Ontario, at like this nightclub. But then they also throw it out there of like, oh, he knows like the owner, Uh. and it's just like what the. so yeah. it's like I it kind of when it he, comes to shit like that, like you have access. He kind of like put in a cheat code to circumvent the grind to get to the point of, you know what I'm saying? Like
0: I will say this: if he's good, then it doesn't matter. If obviously, he, if he's doing good right? and he could put on a show and keep people entertained, and it's it's worth it. And other DJs look at him and say, "Man, you're doing your shit." Yeah then that's cool but if you're just some billionaire assholes kid that's up there like and you're not doing great but you're still getting booked for the shows and that's kind of fucked but i mean it is what it is because even on like a a local level you still have people that come up like that where it's privileged like maybe their dad was a dj yeah and so like they're able to hop on and i mean i don't know if that's the case here i don't really know anybody else here that has like privilege like that but i'm pretty sure there's probably somebody but i feel like that's like 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 the
1: the, i feel like that's the stereotype with with like, rich, rich kid, rich, like, really rich kids of, like, what are you going to do to mark your own legacy? Yeah. And then you're just like, well, I'm going to go be, I'm going to go do music, or I'm going to go be a DJ. I'm going to revolt against my parents But it's
0: crazy because it's like, all the funding is there.
1: Exactly. And that's what, that's what I don't get about it, of, like. Like, niggas didn't have to sell their Honda Civic to to get turntables. You could, your decision to become a DJ wasn't like, I want to be a DJ. Go online, buy the equipment, and then start doing it right now. You're. Your decision to do this was like a long process of like, well, I got to get around the people. to I got to know the right people, yeah. know the right people who trust me enough to use their equipment, use their equipment, learn from them, uh, and, and develop my own style, develop my own technique. Then, okay, now I feel comfortable enough. Now I got to go get gigs, mm-hmm. getting gigs and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, his life feels it, like as uh, many
0: steps. Seeing him had to yeah. go through the steps.
1: You felt like he just put like a code in. It felt like he was playing GTA and just put in like the unlock everything code. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's the code? L one, L two, R one, R two, up down, left, right, up down, left, right. Holy shit, I think that's right. I
0: think so. I want to say like there's
1: an X or something in there too, but yeah, that sounds that sounds absolutely right.
0: It's like that 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 that. I I think I remember. I gotta look it up. Might get that tattoo.
1: but look, I'm not trying to pass judgment on nobody because it's like get what you want. But I just wanted while I was watching this episode, all I kept thinking about was like I wonder what DJ would think about this or like friends I who people I know who who grinded to get to their their point of where they're at because it still just doesn't sit right to me. That in the it, when, if all else fails, this nigga's is good for
0: life. Yeah, like his same. kids are good for life. But what if that was like one of the determining factors on him inheriting the 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 wealth? Was he had to get like a job doing whatever his parents or his family said? He's like, fuck y'all, I want to be a. D- I have some respect for the dude because he can't go back to it. He yeah, took that nigga out the will. Well,
1: he didn't get cut out though. That's he the thing because he's price. still funding everything. Yeah. So there was, like, a scene where he was like, well, I want people to take me seriously, so, like, I'm producing my own tracks and shit. And See, it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's a cheat code?
0: That's dope, too, because, uh, look, I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle, but at the end of the day, like, your talent and your passion to do something speaks more than anything. It doesn't matter if you have all the money to do it, because you look at, like, Steve Lacey, right, how he came up. And he's like a big artist now. And he never thought that he was going to be a big artist. And the shit that made him, it didn't matter what he had. This nigga made albums on the iPod Touch. Mm -hmm. That's how he released his first project. And so it's like he didn't have all that shit, but it's just like the the talent spoke for itself. So even if you have all these avenues and, and you have the money to do it and the talent is there, then it is what it is. Or, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. if if the money's there and then the,
1: the talent isn't there and you're getting all this shit booked, then that's fucked up. But... I think it's kind of like the um, the opposite of, like, uh, hear me out on this, like, uh, Pauly D. Because when Paul D first started DJing, it was, like, clear resentment of, like, you're not a fucking yeah. DJ. Like, but- dude, you're just using your fame. But he stuck with it he yeah. grinded and now like and now he's he's, doing he's an yeah he's a good dj now and now you respect him but it's like i feel like with that that's like completely different from this guy because it was just like it just feels like i'm going to be a dj mom
0: but you got to think about that too because in those genres right so you have like edm and like house dj's mm-hmm. that do specifically that and then there's other dudes that are like open format and whatever and like your club type dj's or whatever so maybe in the world of edm djs all the main like dudes are like they look down on don't respect them yeah which is crazy. but yeah i mean at the end of the day like he still has his fan base and a lot of people still think he's good they still think the talent's there i couldn't say personally because i that's not really my realm yeah so i'm just gonna give the nigga the benefit of the doubt and maybe he's good and same with this billionaire dude like maybe he's good and you know
1: it's like i said he's got to be doing something right because like if you google him it's still he has new tracks that came out this year um so i assume everything is going good because all i saw was just like after i watched the episode you know it ends and it's like copyright 2016 yeah. i was just like oh because even on okay.
0: the even on the production side of things too it's like that's how a lot of those dudes like break into the game it's but, like they were doing production and shit first and then kind of how i started I but know.
1: it's like the cheat code for it though because it's not him doing production. It's him buying the studio, yeah. getting well, the studio it, time, hiring the vocalist to get on the shit, yeah. and then putting it all together. So basically, I guess he was a producer, but it was more a producer of the sense of, like, I'm the one funding this operation.
0: Yeah. Oh, then that, too, is just, like, for that aspect of it. Like, it's easily attainable, and you can bring people in, but the product that you put out, it all depends on your talent at yeah. the end of the day. So... I mean, and even if he hired everybody else to do this shit and he just put his name on the shit as he did it, I mean, at the end of the day, it looks like he did it. So, you know, so it, it's it's hard to kind of say. This
1: is true. It's true. Right, right. But
0: I will say he had a big leg up. Yeah. Versus every other DJ that came out from fucking just like doing the shit in the bedroom and and like having to pawn shit and like sell shit
1: for equipment or Yeah. Like, like that. Just like that idea to me of like, I'm gonna be not. I'm gonna be a DJ. Yeah. Cause some people got really, the equipment. Yeah. Some
0: people really had a hustle, and this dude could just have shit on order like that. Yeah. Like he could order a fucking uh, a ten thousand dollar system, and that should be there in like an hour. Cause you got money like that. Yeah. You just call the nearest fucking music store, and they had that shit shipped in a shiny box, and then you set your shit up, and you're ready to go. So, yeah. I'm gonna say is at the end of the shit is talent speaks more than anything. So if you're naturally talented as something as cool and that will get you to places, but you gotta keep working on your craft. Yeah. And yeah. Good shit. Keep keep polishing that talent. Keep polishing. But um uh speaking of DJ shit, uh I just picked up a record not too long ago and i'm i'm pretty excited about this because you want to show us this record i've heard about it for a minute and it features two of my favorite producers um so i ended up picking up hold on let me grab it <laughs> all right so i ended up picking up this um j dilla vinyl and the really fucking cool thing about this vinyl is that Kanye West produced on this. Whoa. And the song on here is called The Anthem. Which is, it turned into TakeOver for Jay. So this is unreleased. Can I? And there's only a thousand copies. And I have number 576 of a thousand.
1: How much do you think this would fetch?
0: Uh, I mean, it's not too crazy.
1: On the black market,
0: it's not too crazy. Maybe if it was autographed or some shit, it'd probably run up. Or if yeah, it was man. like higher in the uh, the number, like if it was number one of one thousand. But see, I'm in the middle, so
1: that's like um, it's like that that video I sent sent you of a Rosenberg interviewing Kanye, and like he's like breaking down like why Dilla was so special about like. About, like, this is, like, this is peak Kanye, too. It's, like, established Kanye probably. I think he just put out Yeezus, and he's still sitting here, like, Dilla had better drums than me. Yeah. Everyone had better drums than me, but Dilla was, like, the the main one. Like, I could never get drums right, but Dilla always, like, killed that shit. And it's just like, damn. Yeah, Dilla's drums are crazy. To hear something like that or to see someone that you know is, like, um, like oh this guy's a, a great musician and like they're still like i'm not as good as this person or whatnot is still like crazy to me that's why that that um that video of dave grohl and uh pharrell talking always like blows my mind yeah where he's like talking about I like all i did was it, yeah, rip so. off uh the dude from i ripped off the drummer from the gap band yeah and so when you dun, hear dun, dun, dun. yeah the fucking drum pattern from Teen Spirit is literally ripped directly from that gap band from uh drop the bomb on me. And it's like that's fucking nuts to me when I think about that. But it it's still just crazy to see that.
0: That was like uh Kanye, cause Kanye even admitted doing that shit like uh when he bit the drums off explosive. Yeah. I mean, y'all know the story. Y'all know. <laughs> if you don't know, you do. But yeah, nah, I was pretty psyched that I got this cause like I'm starting to add more dope shit to my collection, so I'm going to be excited to check this out. It's yes, nice. I'm going to play it. I don't give a fuck about all that other shit. It's my copy. I'm not selling this.
1: You're not a collector. I mean, you are a collector, but you're not like someone who just collects vinyls yeah. to have to sit on the shelf, like right? No, it's
0: not, nah, not going to collect that. So um, I'll get some plays out of it. But good man. Good I think man. what I might do is I might just like rip it. So I'll have the MP3s Yeah, and then just kind of shelf it.
1: What goes into this, the vinyl collecting? I... I've always been interested in it. I can just never bring myself to do it personally. Um, because I just don't have that type of love for tangible things like that. I've lost that. I lost that years ago when I finally just caved and was like, Why do I have blu-rays?
0: I feel like that's all it really is. It's just it's tangible, it's something that you have in your hand. And then on top of that too, the sound that you get from vinyl when you play it amazing, on right? yeah, when you play it on a record player, like it just i don't know it just feels very warm it's and, better than any
1: and good other thing like what What? i think like what's the other thing like the flack or whatever it's called yeah that's like the other best audio like best file i'm just not like i'm not a an audio snob or whatnot like that i'm not even like i I'm call not, myself a clarity I, snob i'm not whatnot. i'm
0: not super deep into it but like i like for shit to sound a certain way yeah and so like if i'm at the crib relaxing and i want to throw on the vinyl i will but then that too my collection really stems from me being a producer so a lot of the shit that i pick is just like very abstract and random yeah and i use it to either pull samples or sometimes i'll find some really weird shit that i like and i'll just you know i'll do a deep dive and be like oh well they were on this band and like this this, and this and like a lot of shit from the 70s um and I had a lot more records before, but I don't know what happened to them. I, they either were in a store somewhere, but right now my collection is very slim. Oh. Um, what is the first which is unfortunate because I had a lot of I had a lot of shit.
1: What's the first vinyl you remember getting?
0: So the first few vinyls that I got, I got them all together, and they all came from my uh, my great grandma's house. Mm. So she ended up having she had a huge collection in her basement. Yeah, and I, I remember when I was a kid, I would run into the basement and like just go downstairs and look at the vinyl collection for like hours.
1: Oh, nigga, you're not worried about like scary things down there? Yeah,
0: hell nah. And I watched Home Alone where the furnace was going crazy, and I was still like, fuck that, I ain't scared. But uh, no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean her basement wasn't creepy, creepy. It was a little creepy. I hear shit down there every once in a while. <laughs> But I'm like, stop fucking with me. I'm looking at these vinyls.
1: Play the Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Yo, I had it. Yeah. Had Play Stevie now.
0: Um, <laughs> But yeah, so her collection, half of it ended up being like super damaged because in South Dakota, like they had floods. Yeah. And so her basement flooded and a lot of the shit got ruined. It was like mildew and no. mold and all the um slip covers for the vinyls ended up like just decomposing and yeah. rotting and all that bullshit so the few that i got to save i think i had um and my my, my parents saved them and i just ended up kind of like taking Inheriting those in them. and uh because i mean i not listen to them I'm, i know my dad got some shit he got the he got thriller yeah, he got that Ooh, shit stashed somewhere, and he's he hiding it.
1: I think my parent, I think my pops might have that too. And I it's know the he's OG got one. A, I know my pops got a really decent uh, vinyl collection that he just keeps on lock stash, and you know what I'm saying I same thing. Like I'd go, I'd come across them as a kid, and just not understand the value of it or what I was looking at. Yeah. So I never really invested in it, but knowing that that's like the CD of of, of your parents' era or whatnot. That's you could see like oh that's why they are collected and shit. Oh let me grab these real quick because I got a couple.
0: But okay. Um. Yeah man, it was just going in the basement, finding
1: different shit. Chaku is stepped off camera right now to go to his collection of vinyls real quick. He's gonna start showing these to us for all the audio listeners who uh, who can't see what's going on. Um, I do hope you like the the new direction we're taking the pod. I'm trying to be more of a uh, kind of like a like a a warm interview, you know, amongst buds. You know what I'm saying? We 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 get a little bit wild on here and stuff. We really have been getting a little bit wild the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, try to tone it back now. Be a little bit more informative. Bring you guys into what makes us us. All right. And so and we're back. <laughs> a nice little filler, Chaku. Know? What you got for me?
0: So. Man, I got some like one-off shit, right? I got this. Uh, Ooh, is that
1: I know Nego? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Let me see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is nice.
0: But uh, so like, I'll I get shit like this sometimes, where it has like the acapella or like the joint. These are like the joints that like DJ DJs will use, mm-hmm. and it has like the instrumental, clean version, all that good shit on there. This one is mystical. Ooh yeah. So I have to check that shit out. Oh man okay so i have this joint and i knew i had this shit somewhere
1: so this is a spectrum oh okay i remember you showing me this one
0: and there's a a song on here it's called i don't want to play around and that was the sample for fancy
1: and this is also the the group that a certain yeah nba player drafted in 2006 for the uh houston rockets um father was yeah so his pops was on here
0: <laughs> so uh rudy gay uh his pops was in this group and he was telling me that i was like yo this shit is crazy
1: and, and ironically he was, when he says that and you look at the cover you can clearly see the nigga who is his dad <laughs> <laughs> but yeah
0: no this shit is dope and so like he was saying he's like i was like i know i have that fucking vinyl somewhere and i found it so yeah um but yeah a spectrum so okay. that's dope i got that this I got is right some, here. this is MJ? This is some random shit. Like so Boss Gags. Like, oh. Okay. I got some I got some weird shit in here. You he looks kinda
1: MJ ish on that cover, but I'm sure a lot of niggas in the 80s was trying to get that look off. Charlie
0: Bird. Um so this is uh, these two are from my grandmother's collection, right? Okay. This is a uh, Barry White. Ew. Sings for someone you love. But as you can see the covers are all fucked up from like the water uh, damage
1: you know before you open it and i can see it on the inside i actually thought that was how it looked on it yeah or not, but now i can tell, clearly yeah, tell nah, it clearly is, is water, water, damage. water damage. damn barry white talk about a generational talent um i don't think there's a lot of people under 20 who know who the fuck he was or understand like the what he what his music meant like um long before uh swish a house fuck action was a thing it was barry white um so if you was trying to get down you play some barry white and he was just a big ass dude with a deep ass voice and yeah. song. but like, hey him and, baby him and isaac hayes yeah they had the voice and they had the <laughs> like the porno yeah. the porno guitar in the background <laughs> oh <Yo. laughs> <All> my love <laughs> uh yeah history lesson for
0: you guys oh man but then like this shit so i got a couple of frank sinatra's in there too but, like, you could clearly see the damage. yeah, It's all fucked up. And so for these ones, like, I haven't even had a chance to, like, listen to them or clean them off. You see that?
1: Oh, 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 yeah. So. how uh, what, what do you use to clean a vinyl?
0: There's a kit that you can get to uh, Okay, I was about to say, clean it, them off. What, it's
1: like acetone or whatever? You're not going to put, like, water and shit, water in a rag? There's you? a
0: solution okay. they have. And then I've seen some people do this shit where they use wood glue mm-hmm. and they even it out. And then let it sit, and then they'll peel it up, and it gets like all the shit in the grooves.
1: I think it's fascinating that vinyl is a it is a a dead music brand. Um, not, that's not the right terminology. It is a dead audio source, essentially. Um, business wise, not 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 really business wise. Hear me out. Hear me out. Not business wise, but like for artists who is is like their main point of selling music essentially but it will never die because there are always collectors of it and even like with you like i've seen like there are 20 year olds collecting vinyls and shit and it's like the industry it's been like up peaks and valleys since like the cd came out so so it's a thing
0: now right because any artist that releases an album now like they always do the vinyl Mm -hmm. and the either like a vinyl or like a physical cd or whatever and they sell it on their site in like these merch packs yeah and so like with the nego shit like I bought that and then um the same thing with the, the Travis Scott when him and uh Kid Cudi did the Scots they released it uh, uh they re- released it <laughs> they released the vinyl and so if you if y'all don't know uh cause by uh the x style eyes he did the artwork for this and he did the artwork on the uh the Scots so anytime I see that because he's one of my favorite artists um as as far as like art goes um anytime i see him like do a collaboration like i'll, I'll pick i'll try to pick up
1: calls uh shit you me- you mentioned um cuddy and we did talk about how we went to the concert um in houston a couple of weeks ago i was actually gonna hit you up and like say like nah man this nigga fucked us he he went half ass on the houston show because like uh, over the weekend i started seeing like posts of his set mm-hmm. um somewhere else and this nigga had like a spaceship On the stage, he had all this shit, and I was like getting heated, like nah, man, that's bullshit. Cuddy half-assed the Houston show, and then I realized it was like, oh, everyone was like, welcome back to Cleveland, Cuddy. and I was like, oh, Oh, "Oh, okay, makes sense, makes sense, because that that show was called The Moon Man Landed, Uh, and that's why, like, that's why he went all out for it and shit, and I was like, okay. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide now. But, yeah. like, I was I was kind of getting hot seeing it because they just started popping up. Everyone was like, yo, Cudi, thanks for the great show last night. I'm like, nigga, what the f- – we didn't get a spaceship.
0: <laughs> that nigga was on stage, embrace the Marshawn, <laughs> embrace the Marshawn. I'm saying, dog. Um, but, yeah, no, so back to the vinyls, right? So a lot of artists now, like, they're releasing those and like, merch packs and, like, T-shirts and all that shit because – that's how they make money, like because they're not making money off of streams and albums. And sales. you do
1: like a, a limited run with a decent price on it. Mm-hmm. It sells out always. It always sells out. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, all right, that's money straight to the pocket. That's dope as shit. Yeah. Um. But it's it's this crazy idea of like that because like these artists keep it going for the next generation, and so you're gonna have these twenty year olds now. Being in their thirties, their forties, and they're gonna still they're gonna have favorite artists, and they're gonna be copping their shit. Yeah, and then going forward, so it's like the vinyl is never, it's like it's never gonna lose its like value amongst like the truth. Yeah. And then that too is
0: like if all the digital shit ends up kind of phasing out, and it's like some end of the world type situation.
1: And we, we talked still, about we that. We Got vinyl. Yeah. We, can, we
0: can listen to it. Everything digital is gonna be gone.
1: And we talked about that, like how digital takes away. It cuts out so much of being like the fan, being a fan.
0: Yeah, because, you know, back in the day, it was like you would look at the liner notes. You would look at like, because I would always go, and that was my thing to like look and see what was sampled Mm -hmm. or who sampled what because they had a clear sample and you knew a lot of shit had samples in it. So you would go and you would look and you would see who's on a song, who's the writers and all that shit. I mean, that's what I would do.
1: But um, I wanted to see who was on every song. Because, like, you know, like some of them. Yeah, like the features. Yeah, you flip to the back back of the, the CD case, and a lot of times they wouldn't. Sometimes they wouldn't put who's on the track, and you'd be like, man, I swear that's that's so and, and so. And yeah. then you open the book, and it's like featuring so and so on vocals. Oh, you know? So, okay, Love You Better. Is Pharrell on that, or who's
0: singing that hook? Because to this day, I still don't know.
1: Love You Better. Baby, smile. Dude. The L.O. Cool J song? Yeah that's um, it's a pharrell beat That's a pharrell beat i'm assuming that's what is pharrell. he sing, on, see. that's I gotta, probably him i gotta look this up cause that's probably him I ironically that him. that's funny you brought that up because randomly the other day i was thinking about that dumbass ll cool j song head sprung <laughs> <laughs> they called me big Dele. and i was like yeah that big was when ll fell off man <laughs> On a tempo that was, beat, too. That
0: was around the same
1: time that uh, Will Smith did, that Switch. Yeah, shirt. it was like a yeah. lot of the same songs, it, which yeah. I would love to hear the history behind those. Because I'm I'm pretty sure those songs floated by both artists and they just passed on each other's and was like, fuck it, we'll take these. Uh, audio listeners, right now we are looking up because we are old men and we have to figure this shit out. We're trying to see who sings vocals on this song. Song by L.L. When that album come out, what's that like, 03? Oh, oh, 02. Oh, 02. Holy shit. I think that's crazy. Oh, 02. LL Cool J was a seasoned vet 20 years ago in rap. <laughs> that's fucking wild, now man. This
0: nigga just licking his lips on television shows, <laughs> <laughs> NCIS. Oh, man. It doesn't say. I really want to find this out. It's
1: a mystery Pharrell's going to take to the grave.
0: Well, Pharrell's on, it says songwriters. Pharrell produces
1: Neptune's, and then it says performed by James Todd. He's got to have, like, backup vocals or something, because it does kind of sound like LL is singing the hook. But, like, maybe maybe Pharrell did, like, a once-over on on the verses or
0: something. I don't see, look. Mark Dorsey. The
1: fuck is that? (laughs) <laughs>
0: Who the fuck is Renee Zell <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: shit Mark Dorsey Who the fuck is Mark Dorsey Mark Dorsey Sorry I was off the mic This is Mark Dorsey Mark Dorky That nigga look funny as <laughs> shit I'm
0: sorry
1: I'm sorry Mark R&B singer you. Like, What you say won, a, won an award for Love You Better With LL Kuja so Damn that's him singing no. That's wild I wonder if Mr. Mark Dorsey Still makes music I don't see anything after 1999
0: for songs. So I want to hear what else he has. I wonder if he's saying...
1: Okay, well that's cool. So I guess it's not Pharrell. Yeah, close. Could have been like someone Pharrell just. I extend my you, hand to my. You, you know what's
0: crazy is as much as I listen to like Pharrell shit, I can tell what songs he's wrote. And then same with Tyler though, like Tyler wrote some shit. And somebody else performed it, and I was like, it sounds like Tyler wrote that shit. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the song, but, yeah. yeah. I think, like, after a while. But now it's like anybody can write whatever, and you don't know who the, f- like, there's no, there's no sound. Like, there's no, so, like, a Lemon. I get it how I live. He wrote Rihanna's whole shit. She just performed it. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that's, like, a, some Pharrell shit. Yeah. Um. What else? I feel like, uh, stir fry, you probably, dun, 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 uh, 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 cause that's like Pharrell's shit. Like he make them little, Damn, he dog, wrote that stir thing. fry. Yeah. Cause Militos. they pr- produced it too. Damn. So the crazy shit about that is they said that the beat for that song lemon. And if you listen to that, uh, the last NERD album mm-hmm. and like how all those beats sound the same, it was like, they're made around that same time. And you, when you hear other productions that they made like back in that time that actually like made it to like radio or whatever yeah. or, like got some like notoriety it, they sound the same and so that i think that beat was made in like and i could i don't quote me but from what i remember is they were saying that that was produced back in 2014 mm. or earlier than that and then i don't know how this shit came up now but when did that album get released
1: I'll, I want to say It was around then Like nah, 2012 2014 right i give you a hell of a
0: 2017 Damn So this was a whole Like 3-4 years Okay That makes sense Yeah so like 3 yeah. years Um So same with that beat Uh Stir Fry has like That same vibe Sundown Yeah. yeah, So yeah, but like all those beats have like that same. When did uh, Despicable Me come
1: out? That was like early 2010s. I know that. I don't know the precise. Yeah,
0: 2010. So was this the one that uh, Happy was on or was that the second one?
1: I want to say the second one because... I remember they were using that song for the NBA Finals that year in 2013. Yeah. So yeah,
0: music composed by Pharrell. I thought. I thought. And that was
1: also the year of the because that coincided with the fucking Robin Thicke song that he produced. Was that Bloodlines? You know you that shit. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, nah, so, like, all that shit that he produced around that time, it's, like, he didn't release some joints until later, and I think there was something that I heard recently that Pharrell put out, and just now, and is, like, it has that same feel from, like, that time. I don't know, it's, it's like, once you start, once I start digging into it, I, I start, like, fucking going off on these things, but. Digging
1: in the crates, down the yeah. rabbit hole.
0: And see, that's why I, like vinyls cause I could just dig and do my thing and, and find random and obscure shit and just wild
1: out But that's beautiful man I wish I had something that I loved enough to collect I don't like ah, man wearing them ugly ass Jordans That <laughs> was this is a time of, of, of trial and tribulation for Jordans when this movie came out cause that was a that was an official Jordan that he's wearing too and it was shitty I think that was like the Jordan 2011 they didn't even give it like a number it was just like the year it was like there were like three pairs of Jordans that came out there were just years so it was like Jordan 2010 2011 and yeah no one
0: was fucking sidebar remember the dub zeros uh I used to hate those yeah I don't remember look them up okay Jordan dub zero and they had like different ones released by like region and they just I don't know I never liked them
1: I forgot what I was checking out but it was talking about how like um might have been something on twitter but they were just like when did people start hating um like uh, the team jordans <laughs> because in the early in the early 2000s when jordan left niggas was all about team jordans yeah. like in the league everywhere like they were just do- they were willingly rocking Team Jordans and having their own PEs made of them. Yeah, it, it was some,
0: so some point.
1: It was some point, like yeah, because you would like see these these athletes, NBA players, is like yo, those are fire. Is that the new Jordan? It's like no, nah, that's the team. Yeah. And it was still nice. And then after that, we was just like now nah, we off that. We only want the retros.
0: We gotta make a post that NBA <laughs> players were wearing Team Jordans. I
1: swear, Eddie Jones, uh, that's one. That's the one that pops in my eye. He had a Mike Bibby had a couple teams before he started getting PEs mm. retro PEs. Um, Michael Finley was on Team Jordan. I wonder if Rudy got any Team Jordans. I think he was right after it faded out. Okay. By like, yeah, by the time he got in the league, the Team Jordan trim was done. It I'm was done. There him, weren't right? a lot of niggas wearing them. I'm going to ask him, like, bro, you got any Team Jordans? I
0: don't know. All right, but moving on. What's the, what?
1: what's the count? What are we on? About like, you know, 50. Yeah, 50. Um, we can do. We can skip the last subject. Last subject. You just
0: want to jump in the music corner?
1: Yeah, we can go ahead and do that. Okay. We'll give them a shorter episode this time. But right, knowing cool. us, it'll probably still be hour 10. Fucking <laughs> yeah. like hour
0: 30 late, we still in it. Um, All right, so jumping in the music corner, we are going to talk about musical comfort zones. And so I feel like right now in this point in my life, I'm in a musical comfort zone. And I don't know if that's with just my age or what, but... I'm just sticking to like shit that I like that came out years ago. I haven't really been listening to anything new. No uh, NBA Young Boy, no shit like that. I just been on some old shit.
1: You're just like me. Um, same thing, and I, I wholeheartedly think it's because of my age. I think I finally hit the point where I just I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm not gonna try. I just, I'm comfortable with what I'm listening to. And that's how I feel. Cause that's how my dad was. He had hit a point in the nineties where he was just listening to his shit from, his, you know, that made him feel good. I yeah.
0: think it's weird to me though, like where we're at and like how music has changed so much. Right. Because you have our generation, right. Where it's like, we could listen to our parents shit. Yeah. We can listen to our grandparents shit. Mm-hmm. We could listen to generations of shit before and we can still find something in it that's good,
1: and we'd have the we'd have the know all to to research and and what's it called and find that music on our own,
0: yeah, but I feel like now kids are lazy it's like I don't well even for me like even for me to like go and like look for like I search like constantly for new music and shit to find, and I have my little like pot of shit that I pick from and and artists that are like similar to them like in suggested artists and i could find like a song in right here too but i haven't heard like any i'll say like any solid rap albums or like some hip-hop shit i think the last solid rap album that i heard or hip-hop joint was uh jid
1: i haven't heard the jid album yet i heard i've heard the same thing a lot of people are saying that that is really good and Phenomenal. He, he's spitting yeah. and so I need to give that a chance but it's yeah we, we harp on this all the time it feels like only certain artists deliver the bars now yeah. and if they don't are, or what not it's just like the algorithm music essentially like yeah. the, the catchy hooks and, algorithm music and the, the verses you don't know what the fuck they're saying essentially
0: right. well and it's crazy too because it's like this generation now of like people who listen to music or whatever it's like oh like this nigga spitting and i listen to the song and i'm like these aren't
1: bars <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck i don't know what he's saying these bars are. Cheap. um i don't even think these kids know what they're saying oh
0: okay so i'll give you that with that and then um like music i get requested in like bars and shit right mm-hmm. so i always have somebody that comes up to me and they're like hey you should play this song because this song's really good and it's like, it'll make people dance and like blah, blah, blah and they'll show me the song and I'm expecting it to be like some upbeat shit and they're like, yeah, no, like it's fast and I always tell them, I'm like, you hear what I'm playing now, like if it's a slow song, I'm not going to play it and so every time they show me a song and it's like some slow fucking song and I'm like, y'all aren't dancing to this.
1: You sad motherfucker. like, like y'all are, are just like, stand,
0: like, yeah. So, it's weird to hear motherfuckers be like, oh, like these niggas spitting, or like this song's like upbeat, make me want to dance, and then it's like some shit I don't understand, or it's like some super slow shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all?
1: It's some weirdo sad boys out there who are just like, oh, a little Uzi Vert be spitting. What? Huh?
0: He do got a couple uh, of joint style. Fuck yeah,
1: lip. we good. I
0: don't know if he's spitting, spittin', but
1: spittin',
0: he got some shit that sonically sounds he good to ain't me. Fucking so. spitting. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, so before we get up out of here, did you anything left for music corner? Nah. I mean, uh, so I'm comfortable with my music. So I had mentioned to you earlier that I wanted to talk to you about algorithms. So why is it that every time I get home, mind you, I'm by myself. Every time I get home and I lay down in bed, like I try to like look at things to like help me fall asleep, and so I end up on TikTok, of course. And every time. I get on TikTok, they show me like the creepiest fucking videos of like people finding ghosts and like shit, and it's always when I get home, <laughs> it's never during the day, it'll be like fucking like two, three in the morning, I'm like laying in bed and like, these people caught a ghost at the foot of their bed, and I'm like laying in bed, like, well, fuck. All right. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like kind of like spooked, but I keep watching them. Yeah, you fucking I think this, it just knows at it's night. It's
1: weird, it's weird. Like when you're not, when it's something scary... And it's, like, late at night and you're watching it, like, there's just, like, this urge to keep watching. And it's, like, I know something's coming up that I don't want to see, but I'm going to keep watching because I got to see this through. With that being said, um, like, a couple weeks ago at my apartment, um, I, because I go to bed later than my girl. Um, she goes to bed early because she's a teacher's and she has to be up at six in the morning. So, I don't lay down till like, one in the morning. And, like, when I come and lay down uh, one night, like, I, like I, I do this thing um the easiest way to get the blanket over your feet is to ball it up and just throw that shit <laughs> uh, and so that's I what i do same shit. You ruffle it up. <laughs> it took me years to figure this yeah. out but i got it you know and it's like i did that and i think i'm pretty sure it landed on her leg or did it I'm going to assume it landed on her leg just for just for my own mental sake. But I felt my blankets start pulling off of my feet. Bruh. And I was like, what the fuck? And I pulled them back and threw them over my feet again. And it never happened again. But it was so fucking weird. Like, I was just like, I, I know the I know these blankets aren't, aren't, aren't pulling off my feet. Like they waited. They waited. But like, yeah, no, the weighted blanket. It's kind of like a throw blanket. It's kind of light. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even gonna lie. I like to. I like to be ventilated. I gotta be cool. My body temperature is determined by my feet. That's why I can't. That's why I can't sleep with socks on. Gotta, I'll be hot as shit. I gotta sleep with socks. I on. can't. I gotta be barefoot, man. I can't do the. I can't do socks. Especially in if, if bed. I got my leg
0: hanging over. Can't oh, demons that. sucking on my toes.
1: Yo, man, they gonna love these feet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. Like I normally pull them up. I pull the blanket off my feet when I get too hot and let, you know, get some uh get some uh some air conditioning on the body and then I'll throw them back over my feet when I get a little too cold. But yeah, that happened like two weeks ago. Freaked me out a little bit, but you know, I went to sleep instantly after and just didn't think nothing of it. And you know, I'm at the apartment during the day, so nothing happens then. So I, I'm just like, whatever.
0: I always psych myself out. Is like, spooky season is coming up, too. So there's people just posting a lot of, like, scary shit. One but year
1: anniversary of our awesome crossover episode with the Brothers Bench. Yo,
0: we got to get them back. Oh, that'd be great. I'm going to hit them up. Um, But, yeah, no, like, I'll psych myself out because I'll be laying in bed. And so, like, on the side of the bed that I lay on, I got a big-ass bed. But for some reason, i just be on one side. Like, I don't even fuck with the other side. Same thing. And on the other side, I have, like, those roll-out drawers and i didn't get the the other set for the other side so that space under my bed is just empty and so when i'm laying on my side i have like a a led light that's like dim so i can see like the floor Mm -hmm. and i'm like man if a fucking head or like something pops out (laughs) while i'm laying here like i'm I'm gonna lose my shit and i can't run to the door quick enough because my bed's big as fuck so i gotta like Crawl across this fucking, <laughs> this fucking memory foam mattress. You like, roll on it. I'm sinking in this bitch, trying to get out of here. I'm fucking. I'm in my drawers. I'm dead at that point. whatever demons in there is gonna get me. But I always freak myself out because I I look at the floor. I'm like, I better not see no hands. I better <laughs> not see no, like I'm gonna lose my shit. i freak um, out. But yeah. oh shit. Well, on that note, we're gonna wrap up this episode. And uh, yeah, y'all got any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on a uh, uh, saucy boys pod on Instagram or, you know,
1: you know,
0: whenever you see us out, say what's up. Yeah. See
1: Bye bye.